This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Support the reopening of the country by reopening your podcast app and leaving us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, May 18. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Two months ago, allegations arose accusing former Vice President Joe Biden of sexual assault. Tara Reid opened up about her alleged experiences on Capitol Hill back when Biden was a senator. I don't remember any type of complaint she <coughs> may have made. It was 27 years ago. Those voices and, are discussing uh, Tara Reid, marking the first time that phrase has been used regularly since the release of American Pie. Ms. Reid alleges that she was sexually harassed and assaulted nearly three decades ago by former Vice President Joe Biden, a claim that joins Bucket Hats, Saved by the Bell, and Michael Jordan's baseball career as yet another 90s throwback that we're forced to uncomfortably relive for a second time. When Ms. Reid worked as a legislative assistant in Mr. Biden's office between 1992 and 1993, she asserts that she was subjected to workplace harassment. The senator rubbed her shoulders without permission, an aide once told her not to, quote, be so sexy, and she was likely the one tasked with plagiarizing some of Biden's speeches from the pages of Penthouse Forum. Ms. Reid also claims that in 1993, the former vice president pinned her up against the wall of a Senate office building and penetrated her digitally. An absolutely shocking assertion, especially for anyone familiar with Biden's online campaign strategy. Mr. Biden himself has stated that it's important to take Ms. Reid's claim seriously, but he's categorically denied allegations of harassment and assault. And when it comes to doing things like rubbing someone's shoulders, it's just his way of showing affection, like a friend who kisses you on the cheek, or an Uber driver who hides a camera under the back seat. And since Ms. Reid's story has come to light, many aspects from 1993 are holding up about as well as the Branch Davidian compound. She's told a variety of reporters a variety of different versions of the events in question. And documents said to support her claims, which Biden himself has called for the release of, remain locked up in the National Archives. And Reid herself has said that these documents wouldn't even mention a sexual assault. Not only is there no smoking gun, there's barely even a blinking cursor. Now, I'm not trying to make light of what's alleged to have happened here. As my listeners know, on a comedy show in which 20% is dedicated to O.J. Simpson, I would never make light of a criminal accusation. But if Ms. Reed wants to be heard about this serious claim, we should also be listening carefully to the person making this claim. For instance, days before she was either fired from or quit Biden's office, she's asserted both to two different newspapers, she was charged with misdemeanor check fraud. If she's still using a checkbook today, or anyone else for that matter, it should definitely be a felony. Some who have either known or worked with Reed have also called her manipulative and deceitful, sticking one friend at a horse sanctuary with a $1,400 veterinarian bill, which is completely outrageous and, if anything, shines more light on our broken horse healthcare system. Well before these allegations surfaced, Ms. Reed's Twitter account trashed the United States and praised Vladimir Putin, the leader of a country that's been seeking new ways to manipulate Americans and poison our politics. Which, at this point, would be like requesting a side of ketchup to go with your plate of ketchup. And in the past, she's praised Biden online. But as the Democratic primary unfolded, she emerged as an ardent Bernie Sanders supporter, who hinted that she'd drop more of the details of her story two days before Super Tuesday, when it could have affected the outcome of the Democratic primary. But instead, 
brought forward the assault allegation three weeks later when it could affect the outcome of the presidential election. I don't think that Tara Reid is a Russian plant. I don't think she's a disgruntled Bernie Sanders supporter. And I don't think that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her. 74 former Biden staff members spoke with PBS, and not a single one said they experienced sexual harassment or heard any rumors of alleged misconduct. After all, it's not like they were working for Charlie Rose. We're only starting to grapple with how to handle accusations like these that happened decades ago. And it seems like the only right and fair approach is to take a case-by-case basis. And in this case, Joe Biden doesn't have a casting couch or quaaludes or backstage access to the Miss Teen USA pageant. He eats ice cream, reads old Irish poetry, and hangs out with Jay Leno. By all accounts, yes, the guy is platonically handsy, which he's apologized for, and rightly so, but it's how he expresses affection, which has been a key component of his life since his wife and daughter were killed in a car crash that also injured his young sons. Before becoming VP, he had a thorough vetting conducted and not a single red flag came up on his background. And that's counting the four decades he spent riding the Amtrak, which surely must have had a permanent effect on his sense of smell. Biden said last week that if you believe Tara Reid, you shouldn't vote for him. And maybe he's right. And when the time comes to contract an infectious disease that could have been slowed earlier and can't be cured as suggested by chugging Lysol or fish tank cleaner, while you wait in line to cast a ballot because you weren't allowed to vote by mail, Feel free to skip the bubble for the lifelong public servant who was questionably accused of sexual assault in favor of the man who admitted to it on tape. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is William Sternagel, the owner of the Cheese and Crack Snack Shop in Portland, Oregon. William, thanks for joining me. Thank you. On Monday... OJ described his experience in returning to a restaurant as coronavirus stay-at-home orders begin to lift nationwide. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, uh, restaurants are finally open here in Las Vegas, and uh, I went to one of my favorites uh, the other day, and uh, it was nice, you know, seeing friends and neighbors that I hadn't seen in over a month. We sat at a real big table, uh, you know, uh, recognizing social distancing, and all I can say is this, fight on, take care. William, what do you think about what OJ had to say? As a restaurant owner, we are just taking our time reopening. Um, Our doors are still closed. To tell you the truth, I kind of feel like when you were a kid and you and a bunch of friends were daring each other to go inside a uh, abandoned haunted house. But in this instance, we have people volunteering to go inside. And so we're just kind of sitting back and waiting to hear if we uh, hear any screams from inside. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And... What do you think about O.J.? He's a murderer. That's this week's O.J. Simpson Twitter update. William, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. O.J. Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, other weird apps. There are so many of them. LatestPod.com, major website, LatestPod.com. Actually, uh, all all these episodes are on there as articles. With links, everything I write, I research. And you can read all the links I use to come up with these episodes to show you that I'm not just like pulling this out of my arse. <laughs> uh, at underscore Greg out on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do another episode of this show. 
pulling it out of my arse. That one's for you. 